0: Listen and learn. Active listening with T4 Tactics. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm your host, Marco Galbraith, and today I've got Breezy Peterson in the, in the studio, and we're going to talk about homeschooling, mm-hmm. um, you sound like, from, from what I've been talking to, I met you a couple of days ago, um, and what we've been communicating with, you sound like an ex, just about an expert in homeschooling. No, no, <laughs> and it's
1: uh, the laws are so different from place to place and state to state that, you know, I can answer a lot of questions, but yeah. the internet is a vast and wonderful tool. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. So you've got an 18-year-old, uh, a 12-year-old, 10-year-old, and 5-year-old. And we were talking before that the uh, 5, 10, and 12-year-old have been 100% homeschooled. All the way. Excellent. Cool. Yep. Cool. All girls. And the 18-year-old has... Is the 18-year-old a girl? She,
1: yep, all girls. Okay, okay. <laughs> all girls. And yep.
0: she was adopted? Yes. And you finished her off with homeschooling? We
1: did. So okay. we had her from 7th grade through 12th grade. Yeah.
0: So mm-hmm. tell us a background of you, your husband, the family. Sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so, when our 12 year old was going on five and getting ready for kindergarten, we were actually living in Groton, Connecticut at the time. My husband did six years in the Navy, and so that's one of the biggest sub bases in the world. Yeah. Um, and we were getting her ready for kindergarten. We were going to have her assessed, and she was, you know, uh, an early learner, and she's doing really well. And um, we were just about ready to put her on the bus to go to school. And a friend of mine at church said, Well, have you ever considered homeschooling? Well, no, not really, because only freaky people homeschool their children. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I think that used to be true way, way, way back in the yes, day. Yeah. But it's it's really, really changed.
1: It has. Which we're going to find bit. out, because
0: I got some yeah. good good questions for you.
1: <laughs> good. Um, so we started to think more about it and uh, really consider it, and I realized that a lot of the kids in our congregation at that church in Connecticut that were Healthy and happy and just joyful and could get along and just really easygoing kids. Almost yeah. all of them were homeschooled. Yeah, and they they really stood out as opposed to their peers who were anxious and moody and it was just such a stark difference, especially in the teenagers. Yeah, and so I think that's what really pushed me. And it took a little more for um, my husband to get fully on board, but within the first year, yeah, we really saw that there's a tremendous difference. Socially, academically, yeah, spiritually, yeah. absolutely and kids that are homeschooled.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Well, there's a lot going on in schools where uh, I know my personal beliefs don't align with what's being taught in the schools. Yeah. What, what's how they're being brainwashed and how they're being guided, mm-hmm. and so that would be my big concern. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you have no control over it. No, you once don't. You, once you put your kids on the bus or drop them off at the schoolhouse door, you trust that the Lord will protect them and, mm-hmm. and will keep their minds focused and clear, but they're so inundated. You're talking about seven to eight hours a day, five days a week, and we're little ones, little right, guys, Right. up until the very end, and it, it just takes so much time away from the family, and the heart is no longer in the home. Right, from which is the problem think. today. Right.
0: The, the American family has unfortunately broken down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. You ready for some questions? Yeah, sure. How, why yeah. do parents choose to homeschool their kids?
1: Well, everybody has their own reasons. Uh Um, And it was interesting, because I hadn't really thought of it from a historical perspective, but I went and did some research. So I found this article in Atlantic Magazine, and originally homeschooling from the modern take really took off in the 1970s, -hmm. and it was hippie parents that actually thought the schools were too controlling, too conforming, too religious public schools. So um, hippie parents were pulling their children out to homeschool them on the commune. Um, And then there's this big swing about 10 years later in the 80s where Christians realized, hey, we can do this too, and we can bring God into our education, not just a little bit here and there when we say the Pledge of Allegiance, but all of our education can be Christ-centered. So from the 80s to the 90s, it was really a lot of christian homeschoolers mm-hmm. and now about two-thirds of the community are still faith-based and the other third are um secular agnostic yeah non-faith people or people of a different faith yeah yeah So
0: that's interesting um
1: is. i didn't even know that yeah yeah that's interesting <laughs>
0: yeah exactly the, the hippies did it first the yeah started yeah, it. yeah we'll get- uh,
1: but now as far as why why a lot of us do it these days i mean in um In America overall, there's over a million homeschoolers now. Uh, In Virginia, there's 40,000. Wow! And actually, I read another article. I like to read. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. um, That uh, said, that in the last year, if you were to take all the homeschool families in Virginia and give us our own school district, it would be the seventh largest district in the state. Wow! So there's a lot of us now, and you've probably rubbed elbows with and talked to a homeschooler, not even. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, Um, so do you think Virginia has a lot, or maybe? rural areas have a lot because the kids need to be homeschooled to work on the farm?
1: I think that's kind of a a, a way of the past. Yeah, okay. Not yeah. so much anymore. I think yeah. a lot of times, especially in the Bible Belt and in the South, because we're, we're West Coast people originally we're from uh-huh. California. And so we've, we've learned a lot living down here. And what we've really learned is that parents who truly take responsibility for their children's upbringing when they choose homeschooling, it's because they're interested in the heart of that child. And the heart of the child gets lost so often in the shuffle when they're going to school all the time. So um, when you've got them at home, you can really Focus on what they're good at. Mm-hmm. You don't miss what they're bad at. They can't slip through the cracks. Mm-hmm. And if, if Christ is central to your life, then he's central to your, whole, your schooling as well.
0: Right. So. And the kids don't have to worry about a report card coming home. That's right.
1: <laughs> because you are home. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite homeschool memes, and there's so many that are great, yeah. is, um, you know, I was homeschooled. So when I got grounded, my mom took away the lucky charms. <laughs> 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 you get creative yeah, with discipline. Yeah, there's
0: no way around it. You're, no. You're, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but as far as you know yes me why why do we homeschool? So us first us primarily we homeschool as a matter of faith. You know our, our pastor said once that the most important thing you can do as a parent is to keep your child's heart and we feel like the best shot that we have at doing that is by keeping our kids home mm-hmm. where we can really sew into them and, and be the primary influence in their lives. Yep. So that's why we choose to other families have their own reasons. A lot of times it's because you can focus on what your kid is good at. And you can um, really keep track of their trajectory, so that they're heading in a direction that's fruitful yeah. and hopefully prosperous for them in the future. Um, you can orient them towards things they're good at, and you really don't have a chance to miss the things that they're bad at.
0: And right. That's one of the
1: best things about homeschooling is you can't just not know that your kid doesn't know their eight times tables or right, small right. Constitution. Yeah, Because yeah. you're right there. Yeah. So <laughs> they have no chance to you know right. squeak by. You always know where they're at. so yeah. It's just a more thorough education. I think. Yeah.
0: Were your family and friends supportive when you told them homeschooling?
1: Not originally. Yeah. Not on either side. Not for my husband and not for myself. Really? No. Um, I like, think what th- were
0: the comments?
1: It's the typical stuff that they're going to be socially stunted and that yeah. they're not going to be successful. They won't be able to handle stress. They're not going to understand the real world. They're going to be naive. And honestly, we, we do want them to be naive to certain things. Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. think that experience is the best teacher. Right. We think that there's a lot of wisdom to be gleaned first from scripture, and then from the Holy Spirit, and then from your parents and your elders. Um, and we don't want any of that to get confused with what the world will tell you, because right. the world's pretty loud. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you give them the opportunity, yeah. a kid will turn to the world every time, because it's it's shining, it's exciting, right. and it's, it feels great. But yeah. the consequences are so great yeah. that while they're still young and, and in need of our protection, we can better do that at home.
0: How were the kids when they were told they're going to be homeschooled? Oh, they were Had three they gone and to... five. No. Yeah, yeah, okay. So they don't know. So, <laughs> they so... didn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs>
1: not the, not the, the, the girls that are 10 and 12 now were three and five at the time, mm-hmm. and they didn't know any different because you know the older one was a little bummed. They all go through this stage where they want to ride the bus so bad like they see the school bus coming through the neighborhood yeah. and they want to ride the bus they really really do right, and right. so we'll like ride the city bus to yeah kind yeah. of satisfy that right urge. right
0: <laughs> I, I can guarantee i had to ride the bus i can guarantee you the first day riding the bus they're gonna say i don't want to ride the bus anymore right? <laughs> no it's it's no. bumpy it, it it jerks you when they stop and go and it it's does. cold and hot yeah the, yeah and it's there's Crazy no.
1: people on the bus. But um so my, my parents because we're um, I blame it mostly on being, you know, West Coast liberals born and raised. Mm-hmm. Um they were very much against it. Yeah. Because how are your kids gonna be able to cope and function in the world if right. we keep them out of it? Well, you know, scripture says be in the world, but not of it. Right. And so we take that very seriously as parents.
0: And you've got them, we were talking before a couple of days ago, you've got them in a lot of other programs where they're around kids. and Yeah. So it's not like, because I I used to be against it when Mm -hmm. I didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, they need to be, they need to be around friends. They need to learn how to share. They need Mm -hmm. to learn how to fight and and this and that (laughs) in sports. But it sounds like you guys have them uh, in a lot of programs where they're going to get that. Yes. So they're not just isolated. No. And that's important. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think um, what really turned the corner with our parents, at least for me, the most clear example, was two. The first was uh, we were living in Connecticut when Sandy mm-hmm. Hook happened. Yeah. We we're about yeah. an hour from yeah. um, Sandy Hook. And um, my dad, who really wasn't that supportive of it, he texted me. I was at a play group with a bunch of homeschoolers. He said, thank you for homeschooling my grandchildren because it's, it's the safer option. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then when our oldest graduated this last June, some of the family that was still mostly supportive, but on the fence, seeing the young woman that she is, Mm -hmm. the adult that she's grown into, the person that has the work ethic and the values and the morality that she has that was instilled in her, they can see the value in it now. Yeah. And they, they can see that she's not socially stunted. That right. She's not insecure and unable to function. Right. And she functions very well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. She's living with a girlfriend, doing great things. Right. So perfect.
0: It works. It yeah, works. It does. Um, what about curriculum? So, and well, I mean, what are the what curriculum and yeah. what are the steps on getting into homeschooling?
1: Sure. Uh, curriculum is I think easier now than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Because back in the day you had a couple of options and it was a Becca and, you know, a few other things and you had to send for them in the mail and yeah. they came back to you and it was almost like a correspondence thing. Yeah. Um but now with the internet it's like you can be a kid in a candy store as a yeah. mom. Like you yeah, can go yeah. through and there are literally thousands of different books and Options and there's different methods for teaching and there's Khan Academy and YouTube and you know if, even if you don't have the time to sit down and teach your kid one on one there are hundreds of online academies right including Liberty Online Liberty Online has an online K through 12 program really so, yes they do wow yep. Um, and I don't think that your tuition to their online class or their online school translates into a scholarship anymore. It mm-hmm. might because okay. it's, yeah. it's yeah. LU.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but there are so many different channels that you don't have to sit down every day with your kid if that's right. not something you feel comfortable doing. Yeah. But if it's something you want to do, you can literally get what's called like an all-in-one kit. Mm-hmm. And so you choose the grade that you want to accomplish that year. And then you get everything in a box, all the books all the workbooks, all the worksheets, a daily lesson plan. And you can just literally tick each box every day. So it's
0: coming from professionals yep. you know, and, and people yeah, that, that are, have, set it, have it set up. Yeah, yep. exactly.
1: And if, if, that's, if that's more your speed, you can do it that way. But we use what's called an eclectic method. Mm-hmm. So we choose different pieces of curriculum based on the child that's receiving it. So we have kids, of the three that we're schooling now, um, one's very visual one's extremely kinesthetic and one's four years old yeah yeah yeah. her her learning modality is mess right right yeah yeah (laughs) the more the better yeah Um, the kinesthetic child she's our 10 year old she tends to be the most difficult for me to teach because i'm visual Uh i don't know how to turn a cursive lesson into a hands-on thing other than to give her a pencil right you know so she needs more of the manipulatives. That's why she's a great gymnast. She's yeah. an incredible athlete. Yeah. So the great thing about the eclectic method is if I know that this math program that worked for my 12 year old isn't gonna work for my 10 year old, mm-hmm. I can switch gears and yeah. I can do it now. I don't right. have to wait till the end of the year when I find out this math program really sucked for this kid. Yeah, yeah. I can see it day by day, this isn't working yeah. and we can change it to something that will work. Yeah. So the internet has been an incredible boom oh, absolutely. for yeah. homeschoolers because there's really no excuse if, if you feel, if you feel led by the Lord and convicted by his Holy Spirit to homeschool your children, there's no reason why you can't mm-hmm. really. Yeah. You yeah, know, finances get in the way. We're very blessed that my husband is able to provide for us with mm-hmm. one income. Um, you have to get creative sometimes when yeah. you need two incomes, but you know, it, there's really no reason why you can't.
0: Right. Right. So what is your, um, what is your day like? Do you, do you, ha- do they know that, mm-hmm. um, okay, today's Wednesday, tomorrow, Mm -hmm. we're going to be in school from this time. Or do you, so you have it structured or do you, I don't want to say play it by ear because it doesn't sound, (laughs) it doesn't sound coordinated. And and you, I can, I can tell you're a coordinated person. Try to be. Yeah. (laughs) So is it structured school hours or how do you do it?
1: So we can actually go and answer the the other half of that question and this question at the same time. So uh, if you want to homeschool in the state of Virginia, there's two ways to do it. Uh There's uh, a notice of intent. To, um, to provide home instruction, yeah. and then there's a religious exemption. So when you go for a religious exemption, you ask for it one time, and it applies to the whole family for the extent of your homeschooling years. So if you've got seven kids and the baby's two, mm-hmm. that religious exemption covers you until that baby's 18 or graduated, whichever comes first. Because if your kid has completed the coursework at 16 and they're ready to go, you write their diploma, they're done. Okay. Um, a notice of intent is a little different. Um, a notice of intent kind of leaves the door open for you to access some of the, um, some of the services that a public school can provide, right. like um, speech therapy or, yeah. um, you know, you can sometimes get into some of their programs as far as like art or science. Mm-hmm. You can audit different classes depending on the district you live in. Um, but with a religious exemption, that means that you 100% believe that you will never Put your child into a public or private school education because it's against your religious principles. Got it. It's almost like being a conscientious objector. Yeah. You just won't ever do it. Yeah. So that completely closes the door to any resources through the public system.
0: Oh. Which is funny because
1: we all pay our taxes. Yeah. So I know. So I was just thinking. Yeah. And we buy all of our curriculum and we pay every fee that we have to pay out of pocket. Yeah. So not only are we supporting our local public schoolers, but we're also paying for our own education Mm -hmm. out of our own pocket. Yeah. So that's a different story. Um, but once you decide how you're going to educate your kids, if it's notice of intent or um, a religious exemption, you just get to it. Yeah. You just get to it. What's so. the
0: cost? Let, let's <laughs> say for, uh, it, it, this is probably too broad of a question, but let's yeah. say to get your 10-year-old through a year of school.
1: It depends. It definitely, the cost will increase as they get older. Yeah. Because when they're young, if you need one of those all-in-one kits, uh-huh. a, a kindergarten kit will cost you like 250 and that's okay. with all the bells and whistles, okay. like all the extra stuff. Okay. Um, when they get to be high school, you're looking at more like 1,000 a for year. For a grade. For a grade. Yeah. For all the books that you need for a year yeah. if you're going to do an all-in-one. Um, the nice thing about the community we're a part of is that we share a lot.
0: Right. We share Absolutely. a lot of why, books Why not? Materials. Why not? Yeah. Like yeah. We
1: pass around microscopes. Right. I mean, <laughs>
0: and you're still buying your kids decent clothes, but yes. you're not buying them as many. Right. You know? And you're not you're not driving them i mean so i think it works out with you know hopefully it works out i, no, I can tell your head, you no. i'll
1: disabuse you of that for anybody who's listening and, and daydreaming about homeschooling it will cost you uh, yeah you do need a budget for it yeah yeah because yeah. these things do add up you know we also um to help keep our kids active and connected with other kids and to orient them to a group learning environment mm-hmm. we also co-op which is very typical and around here there are a lot of co-ops so a co-op is a group of homeschool families that get together however many times in a month or in a week, yeah. and we group teach certain subjects. Yeah. And there's different reasons why we might do that. It might be a subject that's really hard to do at home, like music. Mm-hmm. Music is just more fun with other people. Or oh, choir, yeah. you can't be a choir no, of, uh, like four.
0: Like Mom so, and 10, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like all Johnny Cash, daddy saying. Right, 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 right.
1: <laughs> um, <clears> so <throat> sometimes you'll find more academic co-ops that will tackle the bigger, hairier, things Mm -hmm. like chemistry or physics. And then you can share those lab costs with each other. But our co-op, we kind of ebb and flow and we do um, respond to what the families need overall. And we kind of tend to go more um, enrichment. So we'll do art and you know intro to Spanish and linguistics, but none of this is credit worthy. In the state of Virginia, a credit, especially high school credit, is the equivalent of 150 to 180 hours of work, which is 50 minutes a day, five days a week, 36 weeks out of the year or 75% of the textbook. Okay. So that's what you should really be doing if you're yeah. going to give it a year's worth of credit. right? Because um, we do, if if you're doing a notice of intent, you have to keep a transcript, mm-hmm. and that's what enables you to grant a diploma through a notice of intent. If it's a religious exemption, it's kind of it's do as you see fit. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's your parental sovereignty, you have the right to do that.
0: Yeah, so to pass, Ninth grade. Mm -hmm. Do they go online and take a test, or do you give them a test? And and as the facilitator, teacher. How how does that work?
1: <laughs> it's funny. Each state is different. In yeah. the state of Virginia, if you're doing a notice of intent, then at the end of the year, you have to give them some kind of either standardized test, mm-hmm. and we use the um, the CAT nine, which is from like 1976, yeah, which is hilarious. Hippies. Because, <laughs> <laughs> that's right, right. Full circle. Right. Right. Uh, there's stuff on there that you forget about, like Roman numerals. Yeah. And so and like letter writing. Yeah. You yeah. know. So you have to make sure you teach your kids that stuff. Yeah. Um, or you can have your child evaluated by um, a person with a teaching credential or the equivalent of a master's degree or higher okay. so those two things um, should show some kind of progress throughout the year for your child and that goes to the district yeah um, so that's them passing mm-hmm. for the year but really when you when you send your notice of intent or when you submit your religious exemption you're not asking for permission because you are the parent of that child right and you have sovereignty over that child's education yeah, yeah. so all kids are entitled to four things there's four basic needs um, food clothing shelter education Right. So the reason that we do a uh, notice of intent or a religious exemption is to satisfy truancy laws mm-hmm. because that's one of those four basic needs, yeah, yeah. a kid is guaranteed by rights an education. So um, really the state doesn't have anything to do with whether or not your kid gets a high school diploma, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, they can get their GED whenever they'd like and that goes through the state. Yeah. But um, truly the the culmination of the education process is on the parent's shoulders.
0: Right. Right. So, what makes you, what makes a parent fit to teach?
1: Yeah. That's like, funny. Like what I was talking about with
0: my wife and I, you know, I'm, I'm horrible at math. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. But my English and grammar is stronger right. than hers. And so we, we would have to work as a team. But yes. what if you're both bad at math? Yeah. You know, how does that.
1: Well the magic of the internet my friend.
0: Yeah yeah. And <laughs> plus you talked about earlier you're following books yes. and curriculum yep. so they have it spelled out for you. They do. Usually yeah. the
1: first 10 pages of any homeschool curriculum is literally a day by day lesson plan. It's mm-hmm. got a grid and it's got Monday through Friday and it's got, you know, these modalities that you need to hit for those days, especially as you get into the upper grades. it's because it's it all has to build on itself. Yeah. You can't just throw your kid into chemistry if they don't know anything about. You're right, you know, right. Exponents. I learned that the yeah, other day. Yeah. Like, you can't do chemistry or physics without exponents. Like, yeah, wow. it,
0: Yeah. <laughs> Same with algebra. It's all yeah, blocks. It's
1: progressive. It's, yeah. It is. So as far as the things that um, you're not comfortable teaching or are a struggle for you, you can find an online academy that can mm-hmm. teach that particular Or somebody subject. in your network of somebody, parents. Yeah, 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 that you know. Yeah. Um, like we were having a real struggle with one of our kids with... Um, with reading. It Mm -hmm. was just, there's some dyslexia going on. And there's things that we don't tell our kids. We don't usually give them those labels because we don't want them to lean on them like a crutch. Right, right. But we really needed somebody to help just kind of fine tune what was going on here. And we happened to be part of a a congregation with a, you know, a language specialist Mm -hmm. is all he did Mm -hmm. all 50 years of his career. And he's extremely happy to sit down and and help. Perfect. Just to troubleshoot this area. And in a
0: church, you're going to find a lot of support. Like yes. That. Yeah. Well, and that's
1: the funny thing. Like, we, we don't put a note on our front door that says homeschoolers only, but like-minded right. people will find each other. And so at Grace Community Church, now to this we're almost all homeschoolers. Yeah. Because we all have a similar outlook and we all do a similar thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's that's really cool. Yeah. So um, I was going to ask you, isn't it lonely um, and don't your kids feel isolated but i from talking to you no you've got them in so many programs <laughs> gymnastics do. and yes i mean it, so I, I know the answer to my question there is that there is is you've got them out in the public and so it's we not do. yeah and That's there are right. other kids around and they're and,
1: not feral right <laughs> yeah, sometimes they yeah. act like it at home when they're <laughs> right and, and right and they've been cooped up for too long um but actually principal peterson um my husband he, uh, mm-hmm. he has to rein us in sometimes, because I'm, I'm very social, I'm very um, extroverted, I like people all the time, right. and um, we have to be very mindful of staying home to do the academic stuff before we go and, and do the other stuff, right. which is important to us. So we, we value soccer because it's a high-intensity yeah, yeah. contact sport yeah it has a lot of endurance. Um, like you said, our 10-year-old is a competitive gymnast. So um, there are a lot of things that you can get your kids involved in mm-hmm. to satisfy that social aspect without handing over the reins. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's. I wish we had fought to bring the kids in here oh, with yeah. us. we got to have them back <laughs> sure. to do like a, a, a second episode of, uh, of homeschooling. Yeah, kids' yeah. perspective. <laughs> sure. That would be really cool. Um, how do you make your? How do you make sure your kids are getting a good education? I think we've already we've kind of talked about that yeah. through the curriculum and what you order and and right. checks and balances. Yeah. Um, we know that homeschoolers can be athletes. That was my next question. You've answered yeah. a lot of them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. And they
0: pers- to participate in sports. Yep. And, uh, and you said one daughter's very good at gymnastics. You were saying. Yes. Yeah. And
1: that's that's our kinesthetic. That's our twelve year old. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. anything she can think of to do with her body, she can learn it very quickly. Right. Um. And it's. It's amazing the way her athletics have uh, reformed her academics. She was really struggling a lot to mm-hmm. focus and to stay on track in school. And getting her more time in the gym actually helps her to be a better student. Yeah. Because it, it's that outlet for her. Oh, yeah. It yeah. certainly is. And
0: that's, I bet she's worn out by the time after gymnastics. That's yes. I mean, that's... In soccer as well. Those are two physical sports. They are. Um,
1: The limitations, though, as far as um, homeschoolers and athletics, um, we've tried to get the Tim Tebow law passed twice now. mm -hmm. Um, And in 2018, and you'd have to Google this, I'm pretty sure. In 2018, it passed the Virginia House, the Virginia Senate, and uh, Governor McAuliffe vetoed it. And then this last time around 2019, it didn't pass the House or the Senate. So what that means for homeschoolers is we can't participate on any public school team, even though we pay taxes, even though our kids are well-educated. And there are some concerns that, you know, we'll let the kids watch Netflix all day and then they can go be footballers in the afternoon yeah. yeah, yeah. you know, and that's not what's going on. I can understand the concern, um, but we can play on private school teams. Um, and we can play on in private leagues. There's actually the Lynchburg Homeschool Athletic Association here. Oh, cool! It's very active. Oh, wow! Yeah, so it's almost like travel ball. Yeah, um, yeah. They play volleyball, basketball, soccer, and they have a cross country team. That's very competitive.
0: Oh, that's neat. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Um, my my last question was do homeschoolers sure. miss out um on coming of age or right of passage i don't think they yeah. do the way you guys have it set up <laughs> it doesn't sound like it i no. mean they're involved in everything i would imagine some homeschoolers could if the parents yes. weren't as engaged as you guys appear to be
1: i've i've unfortunately seen homeschooling done very wrong yeah. in a way that is abusive yeah, yeah. um mentally yeah. uh, physically emotionally spiritually it can be done in a way that is not Setting that kid up for success, whether it's you know in the world or in the Lord, they they come out scarred, and that's not the that's not the goal, hopefully, for most people. And it's very it's tragic when that happens because there's so little oversight. Um, But for us, we do mark those things, graduations and promotions, and um, there is a a homeschool prom actually that happens here every year. Oh, that's good. That's (laughs) perfect. That's perfect. Um, But my husband and I were actually talking about on the way up here. Uh, there's a lot of things that we're very happy to say no to for our kids, yeah. for for their spiritual health, for their emotional health. Um, and a lot of the stuff that creates the social fabric, mm-hmm. it's rotten, mm-hmm. you know, when you go to actually test it and push it 10 years from now, those people that were so important to you your senior year that you made all these
0: I, mm, compromises
1: for mm-hmm. that you lied for, that mm-hmm. you snuck out for those people, you don't even know them. And if you, you
0: know? do know of them, they're in a different place than you are. I, I, I look okay. back on, I look at, unfortunately, most of my senior when I was in, I graduated in '84, mm-hmm. um, but I went to a different high school. Um, so when I was a, when I was a yeah, sophomore and junior, um, I look back on all the popular people. I mean, really popular people. Right. Unfortunately, a lot of them, a couple of them, committed suicide. Mm-hmm. A couple of them are drug addicts. Oh man. Very popular in high school. Right. They got out of high school, and it's like, wow. Yeah. What happened?
1: For reals. And that's I feel like that's a that's a a social failing if we're setting these kids up. To become young adults, and and their senior year of high school is the pinnacle.
0: Yeah. Of their
1: experience, yeah. if that's your peak, I know. What's the rest of your I life going to look like? And that's what I think.
0: You know, I'm, I'm not a, a psychiatrist, but but I, you know, we pumped them up in 10th and 11th and 12th grade that they're the bomb. They're the bomb. Yeah. Then they got out in the real world. Uh oh. Right. My boss doesn't pump me up. Yeah. Let me let it's me go tough. back to drugs or 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 you know, unfortunately, suicide.
1: So. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah, I better it, say it a
0: disclaimer. Is. Not everybody I graduated <laughs> with is bad. <laughs> so we're getting phone They're calls. They're not all successful. You remember me? Yeah. I'm doing good.
1: Hey, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And that's the other thing um, that we really like about homeschooling is um, when, you're, when your social pool is limited, and it is. I mm-hmm. will absolutely grant that. You have to work. So much harder mm-hmm. to build and maintain those relationships. You can't just blow off the girl that was your best friend yesterday and go find a new one. Right. Because there's no other girl. Right, <laughs> like, right, right, yeah. You yeah. have to figure out how to make you it. You learn work. to work with it. You do. Yeah. Just like you have to with your siblings, just mm-hmm. like you have to with your parents. There's nowhere to hide from yourself yeah. when you homeschool. Absolutely. And I think that forces you to really take a good look at who you are. And I think that's why you see homeschoolers coming out of that experience as adults. And being so firm and secure in in their identity and hopefully their identity in Christ, right? Because they've had to face themselves. There's nowhere to run. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. nowhere to go. Right, right. You, you have to deal with your issues.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we're close to wrapping it up, but sure. I wanted to talk to you about your business that oh, you yeah. have. Talk yeah, a little yeah. bit about that. Tell tell the name of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what you do because that's a pretty cool. I think it's really neat. Thank you. Yeah.
1: I hope so too. Uh, So uh, my husband and I, we own Family Freedom Corps um, and I I do a lot of the operations, but um, our homeschool journey is Fantastic and wonderful, and I love getting up to, and getting to do it every day. But there are things that don't get done, mm-hmm. like the laundry and the dishes, and right. my cabinets are a disaster. Um, and so, what Family Freedom Corps is is an agency that pairs families with what's called a family assistant, or most people would know them as a mommy's helper. Mm-hmm. I don't like that term, um, but a family assistant is this perfect blend of a babysitter, a nanny, a housekeeper, and a personal assistant. So whatever it is you don't want to do or can't find the time Mm -hmm. to do, she's there. And our general motto is, we'll do the little things so you can do the big things. And we don't judge what the big things are for you. If the big thing for you that day is you can go for a run and you can come home to find dinner done the kitchen clean, cool. We'll mm-hmm. do it. We'll hang out with the kids. We'll make dinner. And when you get home, you go take a shower and we'll leave when you're ready for us right.
0: to leave. Right. It's got to be so refreshing for people Man. that are, for families that are using you it because <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it is hard nowadays to keep your head above water, yes. you know, and you got family and kids and mom and dad both work. The kids are <laughs> going to school and they got homework coming home. You know, if they're, if right. they're traditional school, they've got homework and wow. So that, that's yeah. a great service.
1: I think so. And that's um, the families that we do work with. That's what we're hoping to do for them is to take those little menial things mm-hmm. that don't mean much. They're mm-hmm. menial but they don't mean much. Mm-hmm. And get those out of the way so that time that you do have at home that is so precious right. isn't being spent on folding laundry yeah. and you know, taking the dog for a while. If you want to take the dog work, take the dog for a while. Right. But we really But if want I can get
0: somebody to, to do it for me to kind of yes. just just give me that little bit of push time right. that I need to spend with the family and the mm-hmm. kids because like we said, when when I I uh, just Greatly in, in a lot of detail reviewed the FBI stats for active shooter mm-hmm. uh, in 2018 uh, with schools mm-hmm. and a lot of those come from horrible families, right. bullying. There's I mean there's a lot of problems where these kids have gone off the deep end and lashed out and started shooting. You know it's, it's school shootings right. and it's the breakdown. When I when I do active shooter research, it's the breakdown of the American family. That's the That's bottom right. line. It all goes, when I was a cop, you see a bad kid, you know the parents, you know, they have failed.
1: And that's funny because to come back to education, my husband and I had this really deep argument one night about why you know public schools are failing kids it's like it's the money it's the money it's the money there's not enough funding for schools yeah no Mm. there are not enough parents right invested in their children exactly because you can take one of the worst public schools in new york that has no heating in the winter no air conditioning in the summer and are using literally falling apart textbooks from the 1980s and those kids will still succeed as long as when they get home mom says where's your homework go do it at the kitchen table and they really ensure that their children are succeeding because it's required.
0: The structure. Right, yes. right. And, and a single mom miss. can do it and a single dad can do it. You just got to be connected enough to do it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So um, Breezy Peterson, one more time. Mm-hmm. How how do they get a hold, if they want to, what if somebody wanted to uh, use your services uh-huh. um, or what if they wanted, you know what, I want to start homeschooling, I want to talk to this girl. Oh, sure. How, how did they get a hold of you? <laughs>
1: So, um, on the business side, familyfreedomcore.com, C O R P S, like Marine Corps, yeah. is our website. And um, I'd actually come to the home and, and meet the family and get an idea of what they, they feel like they would need from us and, yeah. and write up an assessment. And so that's how they could contact us on the business side. Um, and that's that's completely free of charge. It's mm-hmm. just mostly hang out, get to know you, what do you need? Yeah. Um, and if it works out cool, and if it doesn't, that's fine too. We've got some resources we can hook you up with. Right. Um, on a personal side, my email is breezy like the weather. peterson at gmail.com and i love answering questions like i said i'm an extreme extrovert i'm a party waiting to happen yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) any email that shows in my inbox like hey people (laughs) talk to me and folks
0: if you're driving um don't write this stuff down i'll put it on my facebook page (laughs) we're friends on facebook and and uh um instagram yeah and uh and so you can go back to my uh my website or my uh Facebook page and mm-hmm. find you through there. If, if you don't have a way to write it down right now. Sure. This has really been interesting. That's oh, cool. I, I hope you get a lot of phone I bet you'll get a lot of phone calls from parents uh, with ideas. And, I hope so. And um, probably some resistance. That's okay. <laughs> well, no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, thank you. Yeah, That's absolutely. really interesting. Thanks
1: for having me. I'm glad to be here. You
0: have been listening to Active Listening with T4 Tactics uh, with Marco Galbraith. And uh, like I said, we always do uh, uh, a wide variety of topics. I don't just stick to guns and active shooter. And uh, this has been a very, very interesting one. Very interesting. So thanks for listening. You guys be safe, reduce injuries and save lives.